Hello and welcome to the Beats and Bleeps podcast. I'm your host, Anthony, and today we've got a special episode where we are talking about the soundtrack of the game, Tome, and I'm joined by Jamal Green. How are you today, Jamal? I'm good, thank you. Very good. That's good. I, I just said you're like surname, and I was like, I'm sure it's that, but I hope it's correct. <laughs> <laughs> That is correct. Excellent. That always bodes well. And also joined by you, aka Launchable Socks, uh, who's joining us from holiday, which is very nice of him. How are you today, Yus? Hello, I'm good. It's very warm, and I've got some cold wine. I'm happy. That, I'm very jealous because it's absolutely miserable and grey here, so that's... Uh, <laughs> shit all over my day to be honest um so i mean i think <laughs> the best sort of place would be to start at the um at the beginning really so when um so you how did you come to be on the project uh, for the game um that was really uh through twitter uh i think i just saw uh, a gif of the project uh, before it was the game it was now it, it looked similar but um uh, it played differently uh, way back in, it might have been 2018, so quite a while ago. Uh, the project gone, I think, uh, through like three or four iterations. Uh, I'm not sure which, uh, which, that it, which number that <laughs> was, the one that I saw first. Uh, it, it certainly was an earlier one than it is now. Um, and I just, I mean, I immediately fell in love with it. The first thing I saw of it was like, oh, that's, that looks great. Uh, and I think I just uh, reached out and told them that, that I really loved it. Uh, and then uh, um, I, I don't, it's, it's already so long ago that I don't <laughs> exactly remember the sequence of events. But I think what, I, what started happening is that I started noticing uh, getting some, some SoundCloud plays and, uh, from, on my SoundCloud profile from yeah. Sweden, uh, and I was like, oh, that's those guys. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, eventually they reached out, and the rest, uh, as I say, is history. I think Jamal and I knew each other. Oh, okay, that's cool. That's through just, that's... Twitter, and... I going to say, that's one of the questions yeah. I had for you both, if you knew each other before. Perfect segue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was it was it sort of the same for you coming on to the project, Jamal, or did you come on to it at the same sort of time, or...? Uh... We came on in exactly the same way, <clears throat> which was, yeah, through Twitter. I, I found them through Twitter, like Yoast did. Uh, but it was at a different time, I think. Although we did start at the same time, pretty much. But I think Yoast may have found them, at least originally, uh, way before I did. And then, yeah, we'd both contacted them separately and they liked us both enough that they wanted us both to come on and so it was a surprise when uh when it was when they told me that Yost was also going to be working on it because I had spoken to Yost before absolutely love his work and um yeah uh both hopped on it and yeah the rest is kind of history so in terms of the initial sort of um <clears throat> pitch for what sort of sound and like um, music vibes they wanted what was there any sort of like influences points that they were kind of saying oh yeah we want it sort of like sort of artists or just more like moods and settings obviously the game itself's broken down into the different 
locations so they lend themselves to the different sorts of sounds but was there kind of like an overall sound they were they were asking for um no actually not not really if i recall um they didn't ask for anything in particular that that was something yost and i worked out um over countless calls worrying (laughs) about it (laughs) uh uh, i did the, the first demo i made for um the team was inspired by a piece of music they had um on one of their early videos that they posted on twitter and then the the soundtrack we made ended up sounding nothing like that <laughs> so yeah yeah it's just uh that yeah that track is still in there um uh, yeah i forgot what it's called now, which track it but i will find out and pop it in the in there later on i'll, I'll say what it is okay cool so i was going to say in terms of like the because most most of the songs you wrote individually so one or the other composed it but like was there kind of well what you mentioned like lots of chats about the overall sound was you kind of like limiting the similar sort of instrumentation and ideas for that uh i don't think we really limited ourselves that much uh other than uh so like jamal already said we 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 really tried to um attune what we did to to the other person uh which is one of the reasons we had frequent talks about it because we really um we, we, we do both have different styles um but we did want the soundtrack to be one yeah soundtrack um so and one way to do that was to do these collab tracks. I think there are two of them. Uh, but the other was that we, we, yeah, we were really sending each other our work uh, all the time, uh, whatever we had something to send to the other, just uh, in the first place to be inspired by each other um, and to, to keep the, the vibe of the soundtrack sort of in line with what the other was doing and yeah. create one whole soundtrack. I think it's like interesting because obviously writing something you obviously want to write it for yourself but or take an influence from each other to make sure the the soundtrack is as you said like one kind of collective piece of work and didn't sound like you know two completely different mashed up things for for no reason and it does work together like quite coherently but also you can tell the the difference in the the tracks as well and it, it instead of it just being like oh i know 20 something tracks that all sound the same there's all mm-hmm. different variations you can tell like the individual bits in it as well so in terms of um the do you say there was two tracks you worked together on yeah i think so yeah uh, i think it was uh oh, it's so bad uh, <laughs> it was uh the big city uh, which is the first one we did together, and um, one from the Harbour region. Ah, yeah, cool. Uh, I am very embarrassed not to remember the name <laughs> right now. I could just, I like, I literally finished playing it, um, not yesterday, Saturday, I think it was, and um, just, yeah, the, the city, Log City, I can't remember what the, what the, um, what the song was called now, what the track was called, but in terms of, like, how how did that i'm assuming like you weren't able to to meet up and do that with obviously geography and 
I imagine COVID at the time as well. So what, how, how did that sort of work with collaborating online? Was it you kind of sort of wrote bits, um, like sent the track across in various stages or? Yeah. Yeah. Normally that type of thing, I find at least quite hard, um, especially not being in the room with somebody, but this was the easiest I found it and the most enjoyable. So uh, I've got the track list here. Uh, and it was the big city that was the first one yeah. we did for for Log City. We didn't know it was for that at the time we wrote it. Uh, so I sent Yost an idea, and he sprinkled his magic on it, and I just absolutely loved it. I thought it sounded great. And then when we got to the time where we needed to decide for sure where tracks would go, uh, for the most part it was obvious, and we, we kind of had that one... Um, not really lying around. We just hadn't decided where to put it yet, yeah. and it just felt like the best place to put it, and that's where it stayed. So, in terms of when you were writing the soundtrack, were you um, writing any of the pieces, knowing what locations in the game they would go to? So, if they were to go for the the forest or the harbor or the city, or is it just a case of you wrote? the piece of music and then kind of went oh this is going to work better with the city this one's going to work better with the harbor this is going to work better with the mountain area yeah um well we we never never knew where something was going to end up yeah uh, although we certainly had our ideas about it so uh <laughs> there's certainly were, were tracks where we uh we're, we're trying to get something done for a specific region and um, most of the time i i think that 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 is ended up being the way it worked out so something i wrote i would write for the for the mountain region would end up in the mountain region um but uh it, it did feel uh, at least to me i think it felt at some points just like there's a lot of like variables because we were writing the sound the soundtrack at the same time that the guys in sweden were developing the game yeah so things were changing around a lot and then jamal and i were trying to make sure that we were on top of each other's stuff, and we were we kept in, in sync with each other, and trying to balance what we were doing at the same time that new stuff was coming in every week. Um, so it certainly happened a lot that things changed around as well. Uh, so, I, so the big city is an example where where we Jamal had written something, and I had done something with it, um, and that was before we knew where it was going to go. Um, but then. Uh, we saw some of the city area and it was just to me it sounded so what Jamal had done with the with like the orchestral stabs and like the the energetic vibe of it I was like that's perfect for, for a city region. so it was it was a bit of both I think so you kind of like not definitely knew where they were going to go but wrote them thinking that oh yeah this is going to suit this area of the game yeah uh, at times it kind of felt like like wrestling with a crocodile or something because there's just so many things like you know when you're when you're when you think you've got the head under control like you can feel the tail slapping you and it's just like there's too many things at once to to, to sort of uh, keep track of uh, but at the same time it's not not that great an analogy because wrestling with a crocodile at least sounds kind of dangerous and unpleasant and this was <laughs> really rather a good experience um but it certainly at times felt like, well, I have no idea where this is going or, or how we're going to make this region sound uh, 
in line with the rest of the soundtrack, but still have its own vibe and character. Um, but yeah, somehow it all seemed to work out every time. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I'm still caught up with how good the wrestling with a crocodile analogy was. I'm definitely going to be stealing that <laughs> and using it, using it in lots of situations. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry, really got me that did. <laughs> so in terms of, um, like, I'm assuming you kind of have your own sort of, um, like, different ways of producing an audio setup. So, like, with you, Jamal, is it do you tend to write um like a door or do you write something like on a instrument and then kind of make that into a a piece yeah i always think there's for me at least there's there's two ways of coming up with something either it's experimenting with sounds which is easiest done when sitting behind a computer and fiddling around with you know different noises um and sometimes things come about while noodling organically on instruments. So um, for the most part, it would be piano. But sometimes during term, it would be guitar because I uh, started teaching myself how to play uh, guitar around the time I started. And just I wanted to use that because, you know, anytime, anytime you learn something new, be it an instrument or some technique, like production-wise, you you want to use it because it's fun, new, and exciting. So I taught myself guitar a little bit and just wanted to use it as much as possible. Um, so yeah, the for me, making music for term was kind of a mix of both. It, it ideas either started at the guitar or piano, or just behind the computer. And in terms of the actual soundtrack itself and the the finished product, was that mainly computer based, or is there any like live instrumentation in that? Yeah, there's there's a fair bit of live instrumentation. All the orchestral stuff is, um, uh, you know, MIDI based yeah. orchestral plugins. Um, but where possible, I would record percussion and guitar bits myself. Um, and I'll let Yo speak on on his behalf because he's he's a wizard with that stuff. <laughs> Thank you, Jamal. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I guess it, for me, it's no different. Uh, it's a mix of MIDI stuff uh, and live stuff. One thing I, I tend to do uh, a lot is um, I'll try and go out and record sounds. Not even necessarily go out. Sometimes stay in and just play some stuff on a guitar or whatever or find some stuff in my kitchen record things and then turn that into MIDI instruments uh, so that is kind of like a mix between MIDI and, and live instrumentation more MIDI than live instrumentation I suppose but then also for sure um, like one of uh, my own favorite ones that I did for this soundtrack uh, Pine Needles is basically just uh, I lay just down this really sort of breezy sounding ambience because I thought it kind of fit with the sort of grand vibe of that forest and then just drowned the guitar in reverb and started noodling. Uh, that's basically the track and yeah. I think it worked rather well. Uh, and I think part of that is because it's 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 this live tactile thing I put the microphone pretty close to the guitar you can hear 
all the details of, of my playing and my fingers over the guitar and stuff like that. So that's something that you can't really, I mean, better and better nowadays, but you can't really get that just Yeah. So, in, so obviously it's a mix of both and the same like for the actual recording thing and also the same for the composition side of it as well that mix in you know live live audio and live instruments with sound design yeah, and that sure. sort of thing and then also you know as you say use some um i can't think of the word like field recording sample sampling kind of things so there's a lot going on yeah, <laughs> so in terms of in terms of like when you were trying to get yourselves in the mindset of writing the soundtrack was there any sort of artists or other um of the soundtracks that you drew inspiration from for them um we'll go with yoast first for this one <laughs> um well mainly jamal <laughs> as an artist um uh some uh, uh to some degree also uh the work that um that some of the other uh members of the dev team the, the music stuff that some of the other members of the dev team yeah. do. Uh, like uh, Lucas, the artist, uh, makes these really great lo-fi beats and vibes and stuff. Uh, and then Anis did the uh, the, uh, the uh, skull. What, what do you call? <laughs> skull, skull kids? No. Yeah, rat skulls. Yeah, rat yeah. skulls. And I'm in holiday mode. I'm sorry. <laughs> My brain is far away. Um, the Red Skulls theme, which is incredible, um, and, and so that like, so I, I'd say like, in general, the for me, what I try to do is just get my brain in the game, just get kind of get myself into the world of the game. That that was the, the main thing I tried to be influenced by that. Yeah. And how about yourself, Shamal? Um. It's so weird to to really have to say no to that. That yeah, there, there was no no inspiration other than Yoast and members of the the dev team. And it, it's weird because usually I like to listen to stuff um, to feel inspired. But I think um, maybe that's just the beauty of working so closely with someone else that you don't you don't need any anything else really um and especially when you're so inspired by the visuals and the storytelling of the game so <laughs> i didn't need any more inspiration than hearing something ghost would send in the discord the dev team discord uh, group and just thinking right i need to do something that's gonna stand up with that you know i need to yeah. My, my work needs to do the game some justice too and just and and feeling and not in like a competitive way but like the you know the complete opposite just trying to keep up out of admiration and uh and also just feeling incredibly inspired by what's being made constantly sorry yeah i was just gonna say there was like definitely a vibe of uh, uh of, of more not of like well, what i have to do now has to live up to all the talent that's already on the team, you know what I mean? So you definitely felt like 
for me, that was definitely a feeling that I have to had to do this project justice and put everybody else, the love and talent that everybody else is putting into it. And that was definitely also an inspiration. I don't know if that sounds cheesy, but it's it's true. <laughs> I was going to say it feels like you know everyone's pushing each other to be better because everyone's bringing so much creativity and. Well, I mean, like, yes, again, probably sounds a bit cheesy, but you can tell by playing the game that it was definitely like a labour of love for everyone involved. It's a very unique and beautiful game and, like, very aesthetically pleasing from, like, the ground up. Like, I can just remember when I started playing it, I was just like, oh, my God, this is so cute, but, like, so artistically stylized. It's such, like, a you can definitely get the exact vision that was being gone for and it's like works throughout with like I say the sound design the music and all the different elements of it it's like really a nice collective vision that's been realized well thank you for saying so probably sounds really <laughs> cheesy but yeah I mean I really enjoyed it so <laughs> and I mean on the, on the subject of it being really en- enjoyed, I mean, with the the fact that it went on and won a BAFTA, how how did that feel? Like that's pretty pretty amazing achievement. Yeah, literally uh, unbelievable. I don't know if you've seen the uh, the acceptance speech. There's a video on YouTube. I have. Uh, I will check that out. Nicholas, our, uh, yeah, it's worth it's worth having a look. Uh, <laughs> just before uh, they announced our category. Uh, Nicholas, our, uh, uh, one of the guys in the, from Sweden, he was like, uh, if we do, I mean, we're not winning, but if we do win, uh, everyone goes on stage. <laughs> and I was like, okay, fine. Uh, and then uh, I don't think the message came, because I was sitting, he was sitting at the, end, at the end of the row, and I was sitting next to Lucas, who was sitting next to Nicholas. So everyone else was to, to my right and they were to my left and I don't think the message at first even got all the way to the other end of the team so when we did win I think half of us stayed seated and then like we all scrambled to get onto the stage and then the speech was at like a 30 minute flustered uh, kind of uh, oh, oh my god uh, the, the, oh, the after is heavy oh so many people uh, uh, I don't know what to say thank you <laughs> But uh, yeah, it was really, it was really great. Yeah, <laughs> just very unexpected. I mean, as well, like with um, the gaming industry, it must, it must feel weird that you're being nominated in the same sort of sphere as companies that are literally pumping millions into making these games. We've got like hundreds of employees, and you're just like, holy fuck! Like, how are we here? I show like. Surely that's like really like life affirming, and that you're actually like, oh, we're doing this, we're doing this, and we're smashing it. <laughs> I, I, yeah, on the one hand, yes, absolutely, and then on, on the other, um, uh, I took the train to London, and uh, on the way there, uh, there were some 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 guys a bit younger than I was, I think, also headed to London. Uh, and I asked them what they were doing and then when they asked me why I was going I told them the BAFTAs and they were like well is that some kind of weird band or something (laughs) (laughs) so that kind of like that brings you back down you know what I mean to earth it keeps you grounded (laughs) and and so far I have met a lot of people actually who uh, when I told them this story about 
going to London and attending the Baptist. I had no idea what that was. So, so on the one hand, when you're sitting there and you're, uh, and, um, you know, the same event that these huge movie stars and these other huge gaming companies attend and win the prizes for, and you're at the same table, you start to feel a little bit like, whoa, the, you know, this is the the grown up this is for grown ups I'm a grown up now <laughs> and then the other hand then you know you go home and then go about your life <laughs> yeah I mean is that the same sort of thing for you Jamal is that the same sort of experience or yeah I mean on on, on the plus side though uh, one of the devs Nicholas said um, you only have one shot at winning debut game of course because you could only make one debut game and to have won that is incredible, really. So it's, it's great to be a part of it. And to add to what Yost is saying, um, yeah, I think I quite like that not everybody knows what a BAFTA is because at least it keeps you level-headed. Yeah. You know, you don't, you don't want to come home to people, like, throwing stuff in the streets. Exactly. You. But, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, like having the... Uh... Be, being able to go about your normal life and not having the, the, the fame and the admiration of not being able to walk down the streets for people, you know, one in selfies <laughs> <Well>, and stuff. <laughs> I, I, I think I would like that, though I think the, the problem with it would be that you... It might affect your ability to stay humble and go back and make another game just from love. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I feel like you shouldn't. Uh, at least speaking more for myself, I don't. I feel like I should. I I wouldn't really want the feeling of being done or anything. Yeah. Like, you know, it's it's really great. It's it's really great to be recognized and seen like this, and to feel part of something big and 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 at least seemingly important. But it's it's also just. A, a nice moment of recognition and not some kind of plateau or finish line or something. So, yeah. uh, you know, afterwards it's, it's important to keep doing what you're doing and to just go on. Sure. I think as well with it being best debut, it allows you to kind of be like, okay, so we've, we've almost like pushed yourself even more like, well, we've hit this height on the first one or with this game. So, you know what are we going to do next like how how much further can we go with this so in terms of um the actual the way the the uh, the music works in the game like obviously there's the the hike lady the little tape player you unlock the tracks and get them that way um did that make with writing the songs did you just literally have to write a track you didn't have to think how that's going to interact with how the the gameplay is did that like take a lot of thinking away from that side of it or a lot of worries with thinking that like, i need to kind of see how this is going to work you know in terms of a gameplay thing yeah well for a while we weren't sure if the hype lady would make it in but we all really loved it um this all feels so long ago now jeez <laughs> um but no we still want to make sure things were tailored specifically to um 
regions. Yeah. Uh, but we wanted we wanted things to feel free. It, it, I mean, I guess at the at the core of the problem we were having is that we wanted things to feel fluid and free and have loads of space in between tracks playing, not just constant loops or anything or yeah. triggers. But at the same time, we wanted this hike lady mechanic in the game, which would allow people to select when and where they listen to tracks and have not have them tied to regions. So we struggled for a while making it all work. And I, to, well, I'll hand over to Yost because I think he probably remembers more than me. <laughs> uh, I hope so, being in uh, Italian scramble mode. Um, but uh, if I'm, if I can uh, attempt one of my, another one of my famous uh, metaphors. Uh, I'm that, excited. What now. you said about. Uh, <laughs> here it comes. No. Uh, but what you said about uh, trying to balance that, uh, because we didn't really want to find this balance between uh, music and silence, as it were. Obviously not really silence, but leave room for uh, for the excellent sound design that the, the guys of Rimsklund did. Uh, and to be able to really breathe in that, that living world that the, the, that's been created. Uh, yeah, we, we really... Uh, yeah, struggled a little bit to find the, to find that balance to how to do that because we we were writing all these tracks, um, and, and what you said about it did give us a little bit of space. Uh, the fact that it was for the hike lady because uh, we didn't so much have to think about uh, like we could just kind of like write songs almost like completed songs because that's the way the hike lady works. It's just it's a walkman but a hike lady. Um, so, so that gave us a little bit of, of space, but then uh, we did come up with this system where, as you play the game, you unlock these tracks, and then when at the moment you unlock them, they're also triggered, uh, and that was a bit of a puzzle. And uh, here, here comes the metaphor. <laughs> kind of absolute. Uh, sometimes kind of felt a little bit like, um, I don't know, like. Uh, trying to hang up these huge paintings in a, in a, a rather small house uh, because, because uh, the, the the levels in Toma are not that big they're maybe like five or six screens each yeah and so uh, for each world there are about like I don't know maybe four to six tracks or something like that Um and so finding places to put them while also leaving that space to breathe uh, could require a fair bit of maneuvering. Yeah. Uh, if that makes sense. <laughs> it's The analogy works. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I I was, famous analogies. <laughs> I was just thinking until you said Walkman, like, I was like, oh, how did the name Hike Lady come out? And I've just gone like, Walkman, Hike Lady. Oh, yeah. That makes so much sense. <laughs> a bit of a dim we moment. had a little. We had a little moment with that on the on the forums where somebody uh, somebody posted on the on the Steam forums, uh, and they got really mad because they they were like, "Oh, I, I see what you guys were doing with Walkman and the Hike Lady. This is just another attempt to get with the woke crowd." <laughs> and, and if this guy and if this game gets political, then like you guys suck and all that stuff which was kind of amazing that people get so mad over something so yeah nothing more political than someone going on a photography adventure 
Yeah, they 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 were going to take pictures of all the all the travesties in the world. Is that, is that not obvious for right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So, in in terms of the game itself, do you have any sort of um, favorite moments in the in the game? Like any of the sort of the little mini quests in it that was your favorite bits? Yeah, uh, there are many. Um, <laughs> It, because honestly, I love the game. Uh, I hope that it's not weird if I say that because I worked on it. But there's just so many, um, so many great, great fun moments, and um, the, the guys we did have just such a great sense of humor that it, that very often when we got a new build, it just made me laugh out loud. So there, there are so many moments uh, among them. Uh, well, I mean, I, uh, uh, of course, I love the the, the one that I'm in. Uh, the one with the fisherman's tune, which was just a lot of fun for me to work on because it was really a place where I could have the music and the game interact really closely. So that was really amazing to work on, and it, it became something pretty cool, I think. Uh, but uh, one of my absolute fav- favorite moments from the game is the, the uh, fashion show in the city. Uh, it's just so good. It's just such a perfect like. Uh, I'm not. I'm not a, a big fashion person. I don't really know much about that world. But to me, that's just what that looks like. That's just. It's just an exact one-to-one picture of, of a fashion show. And then what Jamal did with that music was absolutely perfect. And it just came together. To, it's just such a cute and fun moment. And it's just the game is full of those. Moments. The the music for that moment is just like absolute perfection and like the whole whole scene with the, yeah with the i'm not gonna i'm not gonna obviously explain fully what happens but the the clothing choice and situation and the music is just yeah. it felt like a very uh tongue-in-cheek dig at the fashion industry but yeah i think i think i was i think i had a little bit of a cry laugh at that moment so <laughs> <laughs> and in terms of yourself Joel, what was your favorite um favorite moment or moments of the game um a few come to mind uh but my favorite probably (laughs) is the taking the photo of the hotel from the vantage point yes um just such an incredible moment and i remember that that sequence like coming together for the first time and thinking like yeah we're making something really cool here and like yeah and it's just like a perfect placement for yost's track yeah uh oh so good i like how we picked uh like we both picked a a moment where the other was involved (laughs) so so i'll add uh maybe then uh a place where we were both involved is the, the, the entire ending sequence which i won't talk more about but we are both we both did something for that and uh uh, just everyone came together on that, and it's yeah. It, uh, um, I, I'm sure he. I, hopefully, he won't listen to this podcast, so I can tell you guys. But it made my brother cry. <laughs> so that. So, I mean, yeah, that that was it for me. I was like, oh yeah, that's this. This is a good game. I know it now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the ended. I mean, as well, what it's one of those games where it's obviously very cutesy, very funny lots of little jokes but then the ending was actually like a bit overwhelming and like very emotional it's kind of like it basically felt like 
don't think this will class as a spoiler, but the ending to the Pokemon games that they should have had is like felt like, oh, you've completed this amazing journey and it, you know, felt like you'd really achieved something. Whereas when you finish the Pokemon games, you just go and do it again. <laughs> yeah, I get you. Yeah, uh, the the guys on the team really knew how to uh, find that right balance and like, you know, keep it lighthearted, but also just like, it, I can see how it could make people cry. Uh, yeah, really, really nice ending. Um, and I can see how people draw parallels between Toem and A Short Hike, which I yes. I loved as well. They're not too dissimilar. I was going to say, they, um, when I was, when I finished playing it, it's like people who like this also liked A Short Hike. And I was like, yeah, I can see that. I mean, they're both amazing games, short hikes, so sim- similar sort of journey, mini quest kind of thing, but also both different in different regards and mm-hmm. also both worth playing so recommend a short hike as well but that's not what we're here to talk about <laughs> <laughs> this this may be a question just for yost but um i know logical socks is um i mean is you you play as a band occasionally so yeah would uh would, will any of these will, will you be playing any of these tracks live and I mean, again, it could go to Jamal. Would would you be involved in any of them? Would you do a, a live live performance? <laughs> uh, yes, the answer is yes. Uh, we already have played uh, oh, okay. some of them live, uh, and we for sure will in the future. Uh, I can't really say where yet, um, <laughs> but we have some things planned, uh, and um, well. I, I can only hope that Jamal will be involved at some point in the future. I hope he's willing. <laughs> yeah. No no pressure, I feel. I've just put a massive, massive spotlight on he, you. He's agreeing a, he's to a this BAFTA-winning composer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're hard to get a hold of. Uh, I mean, I've got... That's weird. <laughs> I've, got, I've got two chatting to me right now. It's not... <laughs> yeah, well done. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I find it weird that people want to put up with my nonsense, to be honest. <laughs> I think that's how we all feel. <laughs> Some points in our lives, most of the time. That's how I feel most of the time. Yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I guess and it's not... Um, I mean, I had a look through your website. It, it may be something you do, but it, it would be something you would be performing your tracks live, Jamal, or... I don't know, could it be? Is it something you thought about? Yeah. Um, and like looking to the future i would i mean the dream would be uh for Toen specifically like if the if the demand was there that yos and i um and his band who are phenomenal by the way yeah. uh, if we could go and um do some Toen stuff or otherwise that would be really really cool that's the dream yeah. absolutely yeah yeah shout out to my band here Mm-hmm. Thanks for calling, me, Jamal. But yeah, I have a great band. Uh, they're credited. I actually credited them in the in the game here uh, as the Sock Boys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you didn't know the name of 
the name of the logical sucks you'd be like that's that really a credit <laughs> yeah i'm sure yeah. it's sure it's Southwest. very endearing <laughs> so in terms of i mean if that if that was ever to happen you know you'd at least sell one ticket i'd probably buy two i'd bring i might bring my mum along who knows but you know i'm sure i'm sure it would be i mean i per- personally just on a offhand thing i feel that there needs to be more live performance of gay music in the world especially um, agreed especially you know smaller games quite a lot of the prom stuff is lovely and great for you know getting gay music out there but it's still very focused on triple a titles and stuff like that so it'd be be nice just just yeah hopefully it happens i mean obviously the last few years have meant traveling overseas and stuff has just not been a an option really for that yeah. sort of thing so yeah we'll see what the see what the future has yeah yeah i was just gonna say i mean it's also it's not easy uh getting something that you composed like on your in your studio on your computer getting that onto the stage oh yeah so yeah like I, i'm super lucky to have this really great band like consisting of one-thirds of my brother by the way one-thirds of like one of the most incredibly talented musicians i know um but yeah you have to be yeah i don't know you have to be lucky enough to have the opportunity to do something like that yeah definitely I mean, in terms of in a similar sort of thing, do you know if there's any plans for a, a physical release of the soundtrack at all? I mean, the Deathly Silence is like, is that a question I shouldn't have asked or is that just something that hasn't been thought of? <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Uh, we're definitely looking into options, for sure. Uh, if, if, uh, if it's at all up to us, then... Uh, Yes, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we can't. Yeah, we can't really make any promises. Oh no, it's uh, especially like with the if if you're to go down the vinyl route, the times and timescales to actually get something made. Now it's like, oh, it feels like there's lots of demand now. By the time it's actually made, a year down the line, because of how backed up all the press implants is, it's like, oh yeah, remember this game you played a year ago? Here's we've released a soundtrack for it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, I say it's definitely, definitely a, a demand for that sort of thing. But again, it's getting lucky, the right people arranging the right things at the right time. So, again, I'll I'll have my fingers crossed for for it happening. And thanks us too. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think I think there's always that sort of thing when you're work gets made into a, a physical form it's very uh satisfying i mean i don't know if if either of you have had elephant press like a cds released or vinyl before but i mean yeah. I imagine it's a very satisfying thing yeah, yeah uh yeah for sure i've only done uh one cd pressing like yeah. i've only had one cd pressed of my own like my own solo work as launchable socks uh it was it was a nightmare to get it done because I don't uh, I I insisted on doing everything myself. <laughs> um, so uh, the designing the artwork and then like, putting it all together and then ordering it and uh, it was a bit of a nightmare to get it done. I chose the wrong pressing plant. And it was a logistic uh, 
whole logistic thing, but then when they arrived, it's super cool to hold something you created like that in your hands. Um, and I know Jamal's actually had vinyl pressings and stuff like that, so. Yeah, I, I had a vinyl pressing for my Skeletac soundtrack. Um, but yeah, I know this is a, an audio, uh, uh, you know, interview podcast, but in my hands here, I hold. Yoast's, there's a bit of glare there. Oh, <laughs> look at that. Launchable Socks uh, album, Quiet Magic, which is one of my favorites of all time. Um, unopened because I just daren't open it, you know. <laughs> and is that is that available to, to buy from all good music places or where can people get that from? It's by all good <laughs> By all good music places, you mean Bandcamp, then yes. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much the one. <laughs> I I think I had, I forgot if it was 100 or 200 made. So um, most of them still in my bedroom. Wow. So. <laughs> yeah. I will uh, definitely be buying one later. I mean, if people don't buy physical music anymore, they can still buy it off your... Bandcamp, I'm assuming, as a digital one. Uh, for sure, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, I'll even uh, if I have any left, I'll even throw in a sticker. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, on the subject of the future and onwards, is uh, is there anything with um, the developer something we made or planning on working on in the future? I for you or both of you. Anything they want us to, to work on, uh, I think we'll be uh, the first to say, hell, hell yeah, let's do it. Let's, whatever these guys want to make, we're on board. So There's no, nothing in the pipeline that you're aware of at the minute? or uh, Depending on how you would define pipeline, I suppose. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there, there are certainly things in the works and uh, 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 things we're trying out. Um, uh, but at the moment, nothing I think we can say much about. Ah, that's fine. That's understandable. But I mean, obviously, if people are are interested in the upcoming upcoming things, I'm assuming the best place to follow is Twitter and their website and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, whenever there's something to announce, then uh, that's Twitter will be one of the places for sure. Uh, I don't know where else, Jamal. <laughs> uh, it is pretty much just Twitter. So, I think yeah, so. Follow, Twitter in these days. follow us all there, in fact. Yeah. Every single one of us. <laughs> Every I, last one of us. I will drop um, the link to, to um, Twitter, the developer, both your Twitter accounts and websites in the bio of the, um, of the episode so people can click through that to find it. Um, in terms of the game term, it's on PC, Switch, and PlayStation. Is that correct? As things stand, so yes. definitely, definitely. Yes. If you've listened to this and thought it sounded good, then you've. If you only thought it sounded good from listening to this, then you kind of missed the point where we said it's amazing. But definitely pick it up on on either of those platforms or all of them. Um, <laughs> definitely support it it's an amazing game but i had an amazing time playing it um but yeah i mean that that's kind of came to an end of the the questions i had i mean i don't know if there's anything you'd like to talk about Jamal or jost um 
anything you'd like to add at all? I think we've said it all. Follow us one and all. <laughs> Hopefully we will beguile you with more, as they say, content in this day and age. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like Is that eloquent? That's very eloquent. <laughs> that is eloquent. <laughs> I know. I'd just like to yeah say thank you to both of yourselves for doing this. It's, it's been really good fun. Really enjoyed it. Um and I'll I'll let you go and enjoy your days, especially enjoy your holiday. Thank you very much for joining us from quite possibly the nicest view I've had on a Teams conversation that isn't actually a. Uh, it's that's 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 like better than some of the like default ones you can put behind yourself. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I was in that water mere hours ago uh, yeah don't blame you it's, it looks, it's nice oh, wow. it looks amazing <laughs> yeah yeah well uh, thank you very much for having us i had a great time as well hi, yeah excellent. thanks for having us been thanks. an absolute pleasure enjoy yeah. your evenings yeah. see you later Bye. thanks as mentioned previously, if you wanted to find more information out about Jamal Green, Yoast aka Launchable Socks and Toem the Game, you can follow the social media links or website links that are in the episode description. I'd like to thank you very much for listening to the episode and hope you enjoyed it. 